This is Status, a show about the people we love, the places we come from, and where those two things intersect. If you heard the last episode, you'll remember Juan and his mother Patricia. If you haven't heard that episode, I'd pause this one and go back and listen to it. I had so much great tape from those conversations, and I wanted to share with you a part that I'm really sad I couldn't fit into the original episode. You might remember from episode 5 that Juan is a PhD student at the Graduate School of Education at Stanford. And I can tell you just from my own experience of knowing him that he definitely deserves to be there. In fact, Juan has always been particularly capable when it comes to academics. And we talked a bit about how his success in school collided with his understanding of race at a pretty young age. So anyway, I just kind of say like, it's not unique to me, but I remember kind of always going into a new school and there being kind of that vibe of, oh, you know, you're Juan Miguel. Are you an English learner? Are you, um, you know, do you, are you going to need some extra help with your studies? Like, do you want to go kind of in this or this classroom where, you know, 60% of the other Latino kids are, and then, you know, taking the first exam or the first spelling test do better than basically anybody else in the class. And just immediately seeing the teachers being like, oh, so like you actually, you're, you're not one of those Latino kids. You're, you know, you're somebody else. That I think was always such an interesting experience for me. And I don't know how much of that was shaped, you know, kind of by my mom not letting me see or not kind of explicitly saying like, people are going to maybe treat us differently. And how much of it was just kind of, uh, you know, a a blessing of chance and upbringing and early education. I don't for a second want to say kind of like, oh, well, you know, that was hard in and of itself. Like that's that I think would be kind of downplaying just the the fortune that I had of of having of of being able to kind of perform like that in school. But it was also very strange being the only or maybe let's say one of two uh, Latino students in in any given classroom. You know, to kind of be like representing uh, where you came from. You know, representing like uh, an entire group of people was was a very surreal experience, especially because like I I did very well in school. And so there was always this kind of like, oh, well, you're going to be fine because you're a minority and you're also really smart. It's like it's one of those compliments that you're like, should I should I appreciate this? Because I do. But what else is going on behind that compliment? I think that's something that, you know, I've I've only been unpacking in the last few years, really. There were so many other classrooms that I was never in that I think honestly didn't do those students justice. And I think that was one of those things of so many other immigrant students are like in those classrooms. So many other people don't have, you know, just those chances of, of life, of early education, of early, um, you know, just, just luck, just the luck of being in the right places of, of having that kind of privilege, then, you know, what ends up happening is like in a very parallel story, right? An immigrant student would be in a basic English and a basic math class. And just the entire story would be completely different from what I'm telling my experience was, you know, I've actually read about articles of this now being a, a you know, a doctoral student in education. And so it's always a very kind of surreal meta experience for me. But 
growing up, um, there were always the jokes of, you know, being whiter than the white kids. You know, it was something that I didn't fully feel like I could call myself Latino or I could call myself Colombian because if I really was Latino, then I should be kind of in the classrooms with my other Latino people, right? I should be hanging out and speaking Spanish and like being where they were. And yet for me, I was like, that's not, that's not kind of who I am. Like this, these, for instance, are like the advanced math classrooms that I want to be in. And it, and it was very confusing. And it actually, it hurt me not because it was like, oh, I feel alone or, oh, you know, like, why can't I just do that? But it's like, why are there not more people here with me? I think growing up, I have associated with, you know, with being white, with doing the things that white people do. I think part in a way, just not having the the kind of consistency of, of knowing who I was, you know, of, of moving around, being from different places, not having kind of the place where I grew up be like a very positive, critical mass of, of Latin culture, of, you know, being able to speak Spanish with anybody except for my mom, of, of having those things that I basically, you know, I, I, I lived a white life, but I just happened to be a Colombian immigrant. And I think that one of the things that absolutely has kept me connected to Colombian culture and just Colombian being, uh, has always been going back to Colombia during the summers. And I think it's funny that I describe it, you know, as like I, I went to public school nine months out of the year and then immediately, you know, mom took the money that she had and put me on a plane ticket to, you know, to my aunt's house. And just being there with my aunt and uncle, that was always kind of like being, you know, one of their third, you know, their third child along with my two cousins. Um, and just growing up like that, I think, definitely kept me grounded uh, as a Colombian person and, and grounded as, as a member of a family that I'm so grateful that I was able to do because I think that has been one of the most centering experiences in what was otherwise kind of like a very transitional, very ethereal uh, process of growing up. I think, you know, my mom did that consciously being able to, to remember Spanish, being able to be a part of, you know, of, of a big, loud family. Um, absolutely. Every summer, I think that was, that was something that, you know, changed my life and shaped it because, because that was just what I did growing up. Status is produced by me, Matt Horton. Music was provided by Tyler Van Arsdale and Ben Mitchell. The Status theme song is Bread and Circuses Are Back by Ben Mitchell. Hey, I've asked before, but I just wanted to let you know that I am very seriously in search of new stories. If you've got a friend or family member you think might have a story for Status, or if you might have a story of your own, please email the show at podcaststatus at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening.